Welcome to Mind Your Mind, a podcast presented by Dakota Family Services, an outpatient behavioral health clinic located in Minot, Bismarck, and Fargo, North Dakota. In this podcast, I will talk with our experts about understanding and nurturing our mental health and wellness. I'm your host, Tim Munson. Join me each episode as we explore the intricacies of our minds, decrease the stigma of mental illness, learn practical tips for managing our mental health and well-being, and recognize when it's time to ask for help. Join me now to Mind Your Mind. Welcome to this episode of Mind Your Mind. Our guest is Christy Wilkie. Christy is a therapist in Fargo and provides outpatient therapy for children and adolescents age 5 to 25. Christy, it is great to have you on Mind Your Mind. Not as great as it is to be here. We're going to get into today's topic, which is feelings wheel. And I don't think that means the feeling I get when I'm behind the wheel, but we'll get into that in just a second. First question up for you. Why do you do what you do? Um, you know, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I really believe in the, the strength of the human spirit. And I think that everybody deserves to try to live their best life. I've been passionate about mental health from a very young age. My dad was a therapist, so I kind of grew up with that being a part of my language. Helping children has always been a passion of mine since as long as I can remember. So as I grew up and I developed that passion into really focusing in on mental health and understanding the stigma that's around it and really having people be validated that the way that they feel is okay, but they can also feel better. And to try to help people find their healing and really their potential in life and, and realizing that they don't have to be miserable, that they can they can have some control over their lives and, and live it to the, the fullest. Today's topic is feelings wheel. First of all, I'd like you to kind of tell us what the feelings wheel is and then how do we use that in therapy? Sure. So the feelings wheel really is, it's a wheel and it works from the inside out. So it starts with like the main emotions that we feel like happy, sad, mad, surprised, disgusted. And and it works out to kind of further delineate what the actual feeling is. Because sometimes those big words that we learn from when we're like nine years old is really what they tell us when we're talking about emotions is that most people talk about their emotions like a nine-year-old does. And human beings, as a random fact, feel about 34,000 different emotions. And so for people to put words on that is really difficult. And so the feelings wheel breaks it down into, into the big emotions, and then it delineates it farther from there, and then even farther from there to kind of expand your emotional intelligence and, and really kind of identify what you're feeling. All right. With that many feelings, 34,000, how do we then use the feeling wheel as part of therapy? Sure. So a lot of people have big emotions. And when we have big emotions, that is often what causes us to participate in behaviors that we don't want to participate in. And really what what emotions are is a loss of control. Emotions elicit a loss of control. And in human beings, just by default, want to find control because not having control is not comfortable. And so what a lot of people default to is anger, because anger gives you the illusion of being in control when it's absolutely the opposite. But anger is an, is an easy emotion to show, but it's very rarely the one that is, that's, that's behind that. So when you use the feelings wheel in therapy, you can kind of start with that angry emotion. And then it will break it down into feeling let down, humiliated, mad, aggressive, frustrated, sad. And so then we kind of work out from there to be like, well, if you're frustrated, what, what is it that's triggering that frustration? And so t- it helps them get back to the origin of the actual emotion that they're feeling, which is really good <laughs> for people because it, it helps name the thing that 
is causing them to feel dysregulated. That's causing them to do things that hurt other people. That's causing them to do things that hurt themselves. And so instead of finding negative ways to find control, either through violence or yelling or name calling, they can find control in a positive way to to name the thing that they're feeling, to expand their emotional intelligence and put a word on what it is that's actually going on inside of them. So with 34,000 emotions, how easy or how hard is it to, even using the feelings wheel, to narrow down into an area of feelings? Because with 34,000, it's got to be just a, a wide variance of what that looks like. <laughs> it is. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's easier than you would think it would be. I mean, the feelings wheel, it doesn't have 34,000 emotions on it. We can't name every emotion that everybody feels, but it does. I mean, it probably has about 150, somewhere around there on and, and they just put words to things that people don't have words for. Embarrassment, like embarrassment, shame, guilt, those are all emotions that people don't like to feel. And your brain kind of kicks in and goes, it's a fight or flight thing. When you start feeling those icky emotions that you don't want to feel, your body starts to feel kind of icky or that there's a threat somewhere in the environment. And your brain goes into fight or flight, which is either you run away from it or you kind of find these ways to have control over it that aren't necessarily healthy. And so once people find out that there are other words they can use other than anger and that it's okay to have those emotions, it really becomes easier than it sounds really. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stigma attached to emotions, specifically with men, but also with women, that there are there are things that we should and shouldn't feel. I had a kid this morning actually that I was talking to and he just said, I'm a boy and I, and I feel all these emotions and I'm not supposed to be that way. And just to validate that, yeah, everybody has these emotions. Everybody feels these at all, every given time. And to try to push them away, to try to make your, you feel better ends up hurting you in the long run. Let's just figure out what it is. Like, let's throw some words out there and see if, if he can relate to any of the words that I'm using. And then and then tell them that it's okay to feel them and accept them in instead of keeping fighting them away. It, it gives people a lot of, whenever you can name anything that's going on inside of you, there's some relief that comes. There's probably a lot of pressure on, on the clients that you see, you know, talking about emotions we're not able to label, but this is a very helpful tool to label it, to name it, and to say it. That's got to be just relieving. Absolutely relieving. And for a lot of younger kids, those those words don't necessarily make sense. And that's on me as a therapist to try to find ways to show them what that looks like, whether it's through a picture or whether it's through faces. We'll do a lot of face drawings of what people look like when they feel different emotions because little kids have a harder time with big words like even annoyed, embarrassed, like that's not where they're at. And so for them too to, to see that there's a range of emotions they can feel rather than just mad, sad, happy <laughs> is a relief and, and kind of opens up a lot of doors for a lot of people. And how much harder is it for kids that come to you that, uh, you know, we look at the feelings wheel that don't hear a lot of or see a lot of those emotions within the house. There's not a lot of expression, words verbally or physically. How is How does that work into it? It actually helps a lot of families because we don't do a lot of work with just kids. When we are doing work with kids, we're doing work with families. And that's super important. And it's a core value of Dakota Family Services of Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch is that we're treating the kid, but we're also helping the family. And the family also needs to start help to help put words on those feeling wheels too. And when you can just take it and give it to the parents and say, this is a tool you can use in the if you're if if they're having a bad day, sit down with them and let's let's figure this out. And then also role model with your child what you're feeling and use it and help you expand your own emotional vocabulary because 
kids who are in therapy end up having more words to describe what they what they're feeling than people that have never done it. That's their parents included. So bringing the parents along on the journey with us to to have it just be more of how they talk in in their house is super important. That'd be enlightening for them as well. It is. I have a lot of parents that will come in and they'll explain to me what, you know, what their child is doing and and I'll explain how feelings work and why we feel what we feel and that it's okay to feel what we feel and you kind of sometimes see the light bulb go off in parents' brains they're like it maybe that's what I do too. It was like, ah, you know, may, maybe you do. And that's okay. You are listening to Mind Your Mind. Our guest is Christy Wilkie. And we're talking about the feelings wheel. A lot of great information. Love podcast. It's an opportunity to pause, rewind, listen again. It's a great opportunity to share as well. And in our final question, Christy, before we let you go, for everyone that I get a chance to talk with, the question is, what do you do to personally mind your mind? Um, I am, in doing the work that I do, I know that I have to be in a space in my own in my own body and in my own brain to be able to help the people that come into my office. So I prioritize my own mental health all of the time because I'm, I'm no good to anybody if I'm not well myself and everybody deserves the best version of me when they walk into the office. So I'm very good about, I run, I run every morning, somewhere between three and seven miles every day. Uh, I golf, I walk, I spend a lot of time with my family and friends. I take time to meditate. I make sure that I get eight hours of sleep every night. Sleep, I mean, just as a fun fact, sleep over all age ranges from infants to senior citizens has always been imperative to everybody's mental health and how we function. So making sure that you're getting sleep and eating a balanced diet. I do all those. And I laugh a lot. Really, I'm really funny. I think I'm funny. <laughs> so I try, I try to use my sense of humor and and surround myself with people that elicit those positive emotions in me too. You are funny and you're fun to be around. Christy, <laughs> thank you so much for your time on Mind Your Mind. We appreciate you sharing your time and your talent with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for Mind Your Mind, a podcast presented by Dakota Family Services. You can't have health without behavioral health. Remember to mind your mind. For more information, links to additional resources, contact information, and much more, go to dakotafamilyservices.org.